Amen. Well, last week we were in Philippians 1, and I want to read that again because it's not going away, guys. It's not going away. So if you weren't here, Philippians 1.27 says, Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come to see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side for the gospel. One, one, standing firm, one spirit, one mind, striving side by side for the gospel. Um. <clears throat> That's what the Lord is saying right now. He's like, come on, guys. One heart, one mind, strive side by side for the faith of the gospel. Because there's a world that desperately, desperately needs Jesus. And the world desperately, desperately needs the body of Christ. Kendall. Sorry, guys. Kendall's here. <laughs> Sorry, my train, my thought of train, my train of thought has just gone, whew. Welcome, Kendall. We miss you. We love you. The world desperately needs the body of Christ, right? You and me, not just Naomi McDonald, right? Yes, the world needs me to have my light shine. But man, the world needs all of us to shine together. And, and there's, we can go somewhere greater together than I can go by myself. And it's, it's so important that I'm seeking the Lord by myself and I'm building this relationship with God. Absolutely. And it's important that you do that too. But then it's important that we all come together and we strive side by side for the faith of the gospel because there's things the Lord wants to do. This year, the heart and desire of our church family is that we would be people of God's presence, right? People who don't just talk about him, but who know him and carry his nature and his heart and his presence wherever they go. Amen? Can we all say amen to that? Because ultimately it's the Lord who sets people free. It's his presence, right? And so if we're not carrying him, what are we doing? We're wasting our time, <laughs> right? So we need to be people of God's presence. And to be one who knows God's presence and carries him with them, you know, that doesn't just happen, unfortunately. It's not just like, boom. You know, salvation happens in a moment, yes, right? When you decide, I'm going to follow Jesus, it's like, boom, forgiven of all your sin. He gives you a brand new heart, a new nature, a heart to know him, right? That's, that's in an instant, that does happen instantly, right? 
But then if you just camp there and sit down, well, I'm saved, I believe in Jesus, and I might, I might just go to church when I feel like it. I might chuck that into my week. But if you don't actually, like, take hold of that thing that he's given you and work it out, you're not going to operate in the fullness of what Jesus paid for you to have. He shed his blood that you could walk in the fullness of the gospel, right? There's a participation required on your behalf. Everyone say participation, right? I'm not earning my salvation and I'm not working hard to earn God's love. That's a done deal. Can we all agree on that? That's a done deal. There's nothing you can do to make God love you anymore, right? That's a done deal. And I'm not running through a checklist to get closer to God. But I am growing up as a son or daughter of the King. And I'm participating in my salvation. And I'm working out my salvation with fear and trembling. The Bible tells us to do that. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. What does that even look like? I'm, work it out. I'm running the race with endurance. Something I love about these guys is they're running with endurance. They've been running for 35 years. Is that what you said in ministry? 35 years. They haven't burnt out. They're running with endurance because they've worked out how to stay full of the Spirit and how to do what he's saying, right? It's inspiring. I'm maturing in Christ and growing up into Christ who is the head, right? That takes participation on my behalf. Those things don't just happen. They take intentionality. You participate in that true relationship with the Lord, praise God, and the Holy Spirit teaches you and trains you. If I gave 50 bucks to Tom because it's his birthday and he puts it in his pocket, put it in your pocket. He's got 50 bucks. He's rich, yes. <laughs> but if he never, if he, if he just walks around for the rest of his life with those shorts on <laughs> and never actually reaches in and goes, walks to the shop and goes to the shop and, and picks something out and reaches into his pocket and buys it, then it's just going to be 50 bucks sitting in his pocket. Right? How many of us just have Jesus sitting in our pocket? I don't want to be, I don't want to be that person. I don't want you to be that person. There's stuff that we can access by participating, right? So, 
Help me, Jesus. <laughs> it is okay as a Christian to have discipline. Christian disciplines are a gift. <sighs> what did you say? Christian disciplines are a gift. They're a way that help you participate in your salvation. And you know what? If Jesus is truly your Lord, remember Sarah jumping up here? Ah, I love what you said, Sarah. It's either all or nothing in the kingdom. It's all or nothing. There's one thing that makes God physically sick and it's lukewarm. Right? It makes him physically ill. It says, I will vomit you out of my mouth. I wish you were cold. So I'm like, man, I don't, I don't ever want me or any of us to ever be in that situation where we've become lukewarm because we've just sitting on, sitting on our salvation and taking a chill. <clears throat> Dallas Willard has a quote, and it's this, Grace is not opposed to effort. It is opposed to earning. Earning is an attitude. Effort is action. Should I say that again? Grace is not opposed to effort. It's opposed to earning. The grace of God is not just forgiveness from sin. It's the empowerment of God so that you can do what he's called you to do on the earth. So that you can live as Jesus lived. So that you can live a holy life. So that you can be empowered by the Spirit to go and build a Bible school if that's what he's called you to do. Right? Grace is not opposed to you doing. So, what am I going to say here? I've gone way off track. I'm going to say this. Taking action according to the word of God will yield fruit in your life. And as you give yourself to a discipline, it will become a delight. Ask Mama Sharon about the discipline of prayer. As she's given herself to prayer, has it become a delight for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. So over the next couple of weeks when I'm preaching, I want to share on some, some Christian disciplines that help us become people of God's presence, that help us. And today, I, I will just say, I think it's okay that 
I think we need to get better, the body of Christ, at being like, I have some, unne- I have some non-negotiables in my life. And that's okay. Jesus certainly had some non-negotiables in his life. He was about his father's business. He only did and said what the father was doing. It's okay for us to have non-negotiables. All right, so we want to talk about these things because they they become pillars in our life that help grow us up into Christ and help us become people who know God and make him known. I want to talk about the body of Christ gathering. Why we do that. The discipline of gathering together, the discipline of doing life together, of rubbing up together. Why do we do that? Hebrews 10, 23, 24. It says this, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir one another up to what? Love and good works. Not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. The Word of God tells us To not forsake gathering together. And I know I'm preaching to the choir because you're all here today. But it's like, it's important for us to like get a fire in our bellies for, for what we do and why. Amen? What happens at the gathering? What's meant to happen here? What's meant to happen when we gather? Stir one another up. We're called to stir one another up to love and good deeds. We're called to remind each other how good God is. Why do we come here? Why do we come here? Why do we go to a church group? Connection, yes. To grow, yes. To get in the Word together, yes. Life can be heavy, yeah? Life can be tough. Who went through tough things this week? Anyone? Did anyone face a little battle? Did anyone have the opportunity of being discouraged this week? Did anyone face the opportunity of being discouraged, right? We live in a fallen world and we're called to encourage one another as long as it's called today. We're called to do good, especially to the household of faith, especially to the ones. We can't do good to each other if we don't come together. We can't love one another if we don't come together. We can't pray for one another and minister to one another if we don't come together. We can't learn how to grow up in relationship if we don't come together. You know, sometimes 
we'll come together and we're not going to agree on everything. And that's okay. We don't have to agree on every single little thing. But do you know what? We grow up in our salvation when we learn how to talk through things, when we learn how to not take offense. Right? Praise God. I was doing some, um, I'm studying at the moment, and I was doing some reading, actually, about the church in the West. And by the end of the week, I was just in tears. I was in tears over the research of the state of the Western church. Um, Between 2016 and 2021, there's been such a sharp decrease in people affiliated with Christianity in Australia. So 12.2 million to 11.1 million. In how many years? Five years. Just like, whew. I won't even talk about US. It's, it's just as bad, if not worse. Um, some, of, some people commentating about it, just like, they're just like, this is, this is not good news, Australia. This is not good news for the Western church. Um, <coughs> 70% of young people leave church after they graduate high school. 70%. massive we can either be part of the the problem or part of the answer who's keen on being part of the answer I'm going to ask that again who's keen on being part of the answer praise God All right, so let us consider how to stir one another up for love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is is the habit of some, but all the more as you see the day approaching. Every day, the day of Jesus returning is closer, right? So all the more. Gather all the more. When you can gather to pray, pray. When you can gather to worship, worship. When you can gather to get in the Word, do it. Why do we come here as the the larger body of Christ? We come to worship Jesus. What happens when we worship in unity? I wish you could see what happens in the spiritual realm. It shakes the gates of hell. It changes the atmosphere over the city. When we come together and lift up the name of Jesus. It is so important. It is so important. What else happens in this space? We get to love one another. We get to serve one another with our gifts. We get to make sure that we're all on the same track. If we never come together, 
Sometimes it can, we can go off in strange directions. The Lord gives us leadership, right? Apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, pastors to equip the saints for work of ministry, right? It keeps us on track. Sometimes we need a bit of a chiropractic adjustment. It's good for us. We come together to, to do that, right? Praise God. We come to listen to one another's testimonies. Ah, oh, so encouraged by you, Norma. Praise God. Thank you for sharing with us today. Every time someone jumps up and says, this is what God's doing, it lifts our faith. It reminds us that God's working. You know, this space is not meant to be a comfy place where you sit back. This, is, this space is for all of us to participate in. Amen? All right. Praise God. You know, the enemy knows that if he can keep believers away from being locked in to gathering together and being in one accord, committing to one another, then he can stop the body of Christ functioning as it should do. We're the body of Christ. We're the body of Christ. We need all of us. All right. Another scripture, Acts 2, 42 to 48. And they, we know this one. We read it a lot. What did they do? They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were all together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as anyone had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Hallelujah. Ah, I'm not going to pull that apart, but the Greek word for together, it says attending the temple together, right? That Greek word is homothymodon, and it means this, with one mind, with one accord, and with one passion. Sounds like our Philippian scripture, hey? And it says this, a unique Greek word used 10 of its 12 times in New Testament occurrences in the book of Acts. And it helps us to understand the uniqueness of the Christian community. Homothumadon is a compound of two words, meaning to rush along and in unison. The image is almost musical. A number of notes are sounded which while different, harmonize in pitch and tone. 
as the instruments of a great con- concert under the direction of a concert master, so the Holy Spirit blends together the lives of the members of Christ's church. Isn't that beautiful? We're called to do it together. We're called to be blended together. We're called to complement one another. We're called to help one another. Acts 1. Here's just a few more times where that together word is used, right? Acts 1.14. I'm not going to read the scriptures. That can be your homework. Write them down. Read them for yourself. For the sake of time, together, Acts 1.14, together in one accord, they were devoting themselves to prayer. And what happened? The Lord directed them. The Lord gave them clear direction. All right? Acts 2.42 to 28, that doesn't, Acts 2.42 to 48, that's what we just read. They were together, devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to breaking bread and prayers. And then what happened? The Lord added to their number day by day those being saved. It it resulted in multiplication and the Lord doing it. It wasn't like they were like running crusades and doing all this stuff like Yes, that's important when the Lord says, don't hear what I'm not saying. If the Lord's like, go to the park and preach the gospel, go and hand out flyers, go and pray for the sick. We do that, right? Whatever the Lord says. But these guys, the Lord was just adding to their number because these guys were burning hot, giving themselves, devoting themselves to being together and giving themselves to the word and to prayer. It's powerful, isn't it? What could happen if, if we actually got this as a community and we're like, it's a non-negotiable. I am at church every Sunday. I am there whether I feel like it or not. Whether I've had a rough day or whether I've, I've not. Whether I've got a thousand things to do or whether I'm... You know, if I don't, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be at church group. I'm going to devote myself to running this race with a family of people. It's powerful. You just watch what the Lord will do. Love that story. You are like, get together and pray. And what happens? Revival. (laughs) Because they're coming together. Wow. Together. All right, Acts 4, 24 to 31. This is where they lifted their voice together to the Lord in prayer. Verse 31 says, And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. Whoa, can we just stop and go, whoa, what would that even be like? You're like praying and then it's like, whoa, like the Lord shakes the building. I haven't experienced that one yet. Can we, let's do it. Let's do that. And they were all filled with the Spirit and continued to speak the word with boldness. So 
they're together and they're praying and the Spirit of the Lord comes upon them, the building shakes, and they're filled with boldness to then go out and be salt and light. That's something else that happens when we come together. The Lord will fill you with boldness. He, w- he will. He'll fill you with, your, with His Spirit afresh so that you can go out and take Him to the world, right? Oh, now I'm getting excited. I don't know about you, but when I come together with the saints, whether it be on a Sunday or at prayer or at church group, I expect the Spirit of God to move. Do you? I expect the Spirit of God. I expect that I will be encouraged and edified by every single person. I need you and you need me. And we all need each other. I expect that I will leave more bold than when I came. Because I've been strengthened and encouraged by the body of Christ. When we come together, it's like a big inhale. Everyone, it's like a big inhale of the spirit of love of encouragement, of strength. That's what we're doing when we come together. We're breathing in so that we can go and exhale. Breathe in so we can go. If all you do is breathe in and breathe in and you just become this person that goes to all the places, what's going to happen? You'll you'll suffocate. (laughs) Or explode, whatever. (laughs) And if all you do is blow out, (sighs) what's going to happen? You're going to (laughs) suffocate. You're going to run out. We need both. Inhale, exhale. Inhale, exhale. It's healthy for you. It's healthy for us. You can't pour from an empty cup. It's true. When we come together, it's not meant to be passive. I've already said that, but I just want to reiterate. It's not meant to be a passive experience. You can lift up your voice in worship. Man, it's so sweet when we're all worshipping the Lord Man, God loves it. It blesses his heart. It blesses him when we all come together and worship him. You can pray. It was so sweet last week praying for one another in smaller groups. Man, we need to do that. It's so good for all of us to be praying for one another. You can use your gifts to serve the body of Christ. What an honour it is when we get to serve one another. You can love and encourage one another. Every person in this room needs your love. 
you can share a testimony about what God is doing because God speaks to every person in this room. God is doing something in all of your lives. We want to hear about it. We really do. We don't just want to hear from the same people every week. We want to hear what God's doing, what God's saying, how God's moving, because it encourages all of us. And when we share our testimony, what does it do? It overcomes the enemy. And it lifts everyone else's faith. All right, two more. Acts 5, 12, 16. 12, 2, 16. They were all together in one accord in Solomon's portico. What was happening? Signs and wonders were occurring and the sick were getting healed. We should expect that when we come together, that there will be signs and wonders and that the sick will be healed. Acts 8, 6 to 8. Uh, the crowd were in one accord and they were receiving teaching, right, from one of the apostles, from Philip. And there were signs and deliverance happening. We should expect deliverance when the body of Christ comes together, right? And it's something the Lord is doing right now. He's delivering people from the powers of darkness. He's kicking demons out. It is what he's on. Right, so I'm not saying all of this to build a brand of church. Heaven forbid. I'm saying this because I believe with every fibre of my being that the church of Jesus Christ is God's plan A. There is no plan B. The church of Jesus Christ is God's plan A. We are it. And either we can, we can take up the challenge and we can give ourselves to this, to this thing that the Lord calls the church and we can strive together side by side for the faith of the gospel or we can leave it for another generation. I'm voting not to leave it. <laughs> I'm, I'm voting that we, we're the ones or some of the ones. It's not just us. There's amazing churches in the West. There is. And the Lord is moving. And we need every church, every single one. We need every church of every denomination that, causes, that calls Jesus Christ Lord. We need them all firing. Non-negotiable. Together. Do it together. Be open-hearted. If it's hard for whatever reason, pick up the phone. Come and talk to us. We're really not scary people. Let's talk about it. Yeah? All right.
Let's pray, hey?